The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here for Rotten to the Core Wednesday here on Sons of Liberty. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right, and we're going live. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Head over also to my Twitter account, FPP Tim. We're streaming live on Twitter. Also, Periscope and Twitch. Now, guys, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat... <laughs> I'm reading it in the chat. CC's got sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Okay, I'm there. I'm there uh, if you got it. I really am. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this. I got up this morning to go um, open up everything. I pulled up the Facebook page. These knuckleheads, the, the fascists over at Facebook, say that I'm banned from posting, yet I'm still able to stream somehow. I don't know how that's, hap- how that's working. Um, today, for 24 hours, with... They say my post went against community standards, but they didn't even cite the post. So we were supposed to have an attorney on this deal. I'm wondering what's going on there. Um, so I'm letting you know this other stuff because here's the thing. If we go down on Facebook, you've got YouTube for the moment. If we get another strike from YouTube for some ridiculous reason like what we had with the other two, two in a row for covering Trafalgar Square, then what's going to have to happen is... You're going to have to find us on these other outlets uh, because if we lose the YouTube channels, it's going to be hard for you to pick up wherever else we are. Now, you can still go to Sons of Liberty Media because that goes on Twitch. So Twitch is setting brush fires. You can set that up or you can just go to Sons of Liberty Media. Uh, Periscope is also setting brush fires. Uh, and Unless we're able, if we're able to post, we're going to be posting and streaming on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Also, my personal pages, my public page, and all of that other is also available on Facebook as long as I'm able to post. Our YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com on the front page and then DLive.tv. And we're gaining some ground very slowly but surely. We appreciate all of our DLive um, friends over there at The Sons of Liberty. Don't just look for Sons of Liberty, The Sons of Liberty on DLive.tv. And then finally, Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life. We're not streaming there, but we do post our articles 
to those social media outlets as well. If you'd like to call in anytime, 215-TOP-TALK is the number, 215-867-8255. Now, before I bring Lynn on, let me just say this. Uh, yesterday's show was pretty interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I looked at many of the comments, and apparently people don't want to hear what was said in that show. They couldn't refute anything I said. They wanted to go into this, you know, oh, we shouldn't judge. And, you know, he, the God uses flawed men. Well, of course he does. I said that in the show. I said the only men God can use is flawed men because that's all there are. Sinners are flawed people. So th- this isn't about that. This is about doctrine. This is about the irreverent nature of what I was demonstrating in President Trump. That's all it was about. I didn't call him the Antichrist, you dispensationalist people. I didn't do that. I said there is a nature, there is a spirit. And the Bible speaks of that, the spirit of Antichrist. And then you got people jumping all over the place instead of going to First and Second John. I just wanted to reiterate that for those who will come in who didn't get that yesterday that I had to correct all in the comment section. I never said what they said I said. And yes, there are Christians who have idolized Donald Trump. I said not all of them, but many have. A perfect example, go to the Q movement. That's the perfect example of the idolatry of Donald Trump. The man can do no wrong. He knows everything before it's going to happen. He, he knows the playbook. He, he plays it out perfectly. He never makes a mistake. He never sins. He never does anything wrong. And I'm just telling you, folks, you've got to be careful about what you're saying. Now, getting to today's subject, we're, this is a bombshell, okay? Because right around Christmas time, we're coming up on that time of year where uh, Samaritan's Purse, a lot of people are helping Samaritan's Purse. Look, my wife and kids have, have gone and helped at Samaritan's Purse. We, I remember one year, it's been years ago, uh, we sent some things via the church plant that we were we were planting in Gastonia, North Carolina. We sent a letter um, and some some goods and toys and things like this to kids, you know, through Samaritan's Purse. And it was interesting because a couple of years later, some friends of ours went down to uh, I can't think of the Honduras, and they went back in the jungle and they were meeting people. And these kids came out with these things they had gotten from us and a letter from our church. It was really interesting. Uh, and he, he took pictures of the kids and what they had and the letter and everything. It had come from our church. So it was, it was a really neat way to reach out to people. And, of course, we uh, had the gospel in there with the things that we did as well because, you know, if, if Franklin holds to the same kind of, you know, gospel that his father did, uh, it's basically a, you know, get scared of hell and, you know, that kind of thing, and won't you come, and won't you come. And it's not a, a call of real repentance of sin and, and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, of course, he talks about faith, but the point was it was an interesting thing. But what we're going to do today, I'm going to bring Lynn on, and um got to find where my cursor went. Sometimes this thing just disappears on the screen. And what I want to do is we're going to do a bombshell report because the Samaritan's Purse is apparently partnering with the United Nations, and all of this goes toward the sustainable development goals that we've talked about on the show many times, 
And uh, we've got a lot in which this has an impact for you guys. So with that said, I'm going to bring on the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've got a lot here, and I can just see people seeing the mm-hmm. title. And they're going to come in and they're going to go, oh, now you're not just bashing President Trump, which we weren't bashing him. Uh, we were exposing him. Uh, now you're you're going after Franklin Graham, too. You people are Pharisees and this, that, and the other. Well, that's not what we're after here. We're after what the truth is about what's going on here. We're not judging men's hearts. We're judging what the actions are. And I want to make that clear before we go. And the Bible does tell us that we are to make judgments about that. In fact, the people who would point the finger and say that to me are making judgments about me or you or anybody else who would point this out. I want to be clear about what we're doing here. We're just dealing with what we see the evidence of, uh, and you've got a lot of that for us this morning. So let's get started in that. What you got, Lynn? Okay. Well, let me tell you a little story. You told me your Samaritan's Purse story. Let All me right. tell you a little story and the listeners as well. Um, being a homeschool support group leader for many, many years, it was always my duty to plan field trips and things like that. And so every year I'd get this big bunch of homeschoolers and we'd go down to Charlotte, the processing center, and there we are with Operation Christmas Child. And I knew it was a global outreach, okay? And I thought we were doing exactly what we should, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I got the paper copy of the 2020 Christmas catalog for Samaritan's Purse that I'm looking through the pages and all of a sudden I'm seeing all these buzzwords that I've seen in the Sustainable Development Goals. And one of the things that they are offering this year as a gift that you can give to other people has to do with skill-based education. Now, you know, that kind of jumped off the page at me, and people are going to think I'm making this up. But I tell you, you can either go online and look at the catalog, or you can get a paper copy, and you can flip through it. And not only will you see that certain Bible verses have been uh, taken out of context to fit this agenda, it's really eye-opening when you see words like sustainability or when you see skill-based education or where you see how uh, Samaritan's Purse is embracing the COVID-19 pandemic parameters um, because that's in there. That's gift number five. Uh, You're going to see, yeah, sustaining hungry families. Well, there's sustainability again, okay? Now, one of the verses, then this one goes for the page where the skill-based education gift is on. It's um, taking Jeremiah 29.11 and putting it like this to give you a future and a hope. That is not what Jeremiah 29.11 says. Not in, I mean, it, it can carry that attitude, but that is not what the actual scripture says. So that was just what caught my eye. And when I got to looking at, you know, the skill-based education that they're wanting to uh, pass out to everybody, that's when I found this big line of research that we've got for the folks today. Okay. All right. Well, um, I've been scrolling through the uh, Samaritan's Purse mm-hmm. uh, gift catalog for 2020, and look, there's a lot of. Th- mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't think Lynn is trying to say it either that they aren't doing some good things. They are reaching out to people. They're providing. They're meeting the needs uh, immediately, as James says. They're they're not just saying, "Hey, guys, just be warmed and filled, and we'll pray for you." They are. They are doing. Uh, they are meeting needs. They are. 
uh, taking care of people there. Again, I can't speak to the gospel that they give them, but I can speak to what they're, at least what they're doing. So we don't want to say that there's not some good works there, but Lynn has dug into this a little further than just the surface here. And that's what we're going to show you today to demonstrate that this is not trying to attack them in any way. What it's trying to do is expose there's a problem here that needs to be dealt with. Right, because if you're going to carry out the true gospel, then you really shouldn't be embracing anything from the UN, and it's not just Samaritan's Purse. I mean, it's World Vision. There are several of these non-government organizations that are in on this agenda, and this research will show that. So um, I don't know if you want to play the video of Mr. Graham um, about the particular catalog we're discussing, or if you want to just throw that in the resources for folks. Yeah, let's, Christmas uh, is a very special this. time of year. It's one of my favorite times of year, and I, I just love uh, Christmas. And my mother always made Christmas so so special at our home. But you know, as we get older, um, I just don't need gifts and don't really need anything or want anything. And I'm always having trouble of what do I buy for my friends that are in the same boat that I am. The Samaritan's Purse gift catalog is full of opportunities to give a gift, but in a little bit different way. Buying a goat, buying a chicken, providing clean water for a community, and we'll give those gifts to people that really need them. To feed a child, to provide a safe medical care, and do it in the honor of your friend. Go to the website right now and order your gift for Christmas. It's a great tool full of ideas. You don't even have to leave the house during this pandemic. You can do it right there online. It is a great tool. So God bless and a Merry Christmas to each and every one. All right. And that is Mr. Franklin Graham and promoting the Christmas gift catalog for Samaritan's Purse 2020. What a, what a, most people would see that, Lynn. They would go, well, this is a great thing. I mean, I can help somebody. I can give a donation here to do a certain thing. We went through uh, some of those issues in, let me bring this up here, uh, you know, hot meals for children, uh, feeding a hungry baby, uh, rescue children in crisis. These are some of the things here on the website. Provide emergency medical care, serve desperate refugees, help a family survive a disaster, feed a crisis-stricken family, care for mothers and babies, help a family earn an income, empower vulnerable women, help a poor farming family, give a dairy goat. Um, you know, different. there's different costs here to, to do these kinds of things to help uh, people in maybe less fortunate right. countries. So, I mean, I, I'm looking through that. I can see people going, well, what's wrong with that? Isn't this part of the gospel ministry is that we love our neighbors ourselves? Isn't the, aren't these good things? Well, they can be, but when you put it through the UN filter, especially with the Sustainable Development Goals, Tim, you know how much that ruins everything, okay? Like, yeah, um, gift number 10 was the skill-based education that I was referring to. Well, that's Sustainable Development Goal number 8, decent work for all. All the things about, um, you know, helping with the uh, girls, that's the gender equality or gender equity. That's one of the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, gifts number 22 through 24, that's all with the uh, development goal for water and sanitation. Uh, gifts 25 through 29 is uh, sustainable development goal number three, which is health care for all. So while you're doing some good, you're aligning it to these sustainability goals that are not good, that actually harm God's creation and twist it and, and um 
just doesn't do nice things to it. But um, let's instead of just harping on that, let's go back and look at. Okay, hang on just a second. That very first PDF that I sent you, it's all numbers. It's like one, four, six, five. You know, if you'll pull that up, okay. Okay. That particular. That particular um, document is from the Union of International Association for Non-Government Organizations, International uh, Intergovernmental Organizations, and Nonprofits. And if you'll scroll down, you should be able to see the Samaritan Purse mentioned several times in connection with the United Nations. And I believe it is that particular document, Tim, that shows down at the bottom that uh, goals number one. Four and eight are their main targets, and one is no poverty, and we've talked about that before. Four is uh, quality education, supposedly, and eight is decent work for all. Okay, all right. I'm showing people this. Uh, this is under um, this uh, this screenshot that you have for people who are listening by radio. It's got site management mm-hmm. coordination. Samaritan's Purse is under that. Um, I don't know what these uh, particular columns are. Okay, um, th- this is uh, different, I guess, sites and sectors that they're given. But this is under site management right. coordination. Samaritan's Purse is also under WASH. Uh, what is WASH? Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to do with women. Okay. Um, I do believe that that's the particular. Let's see here. Is that the, it's supposed to do with women and health? Is what it's supposed okay. to do I with? You. I believe. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that piece of evidence. Okay, that was that was kind of shocking enough to me. But when it showed those um, goals down at the bottom, that was like really the smoking gun for me. Okay. Okay. And it should be for other people as well. Okay. Then if we want to go to the next document, this is a text document from Liberty University, and it's going to show Samaritan's Purse. And the Luzan Covenant, now we have talked about that before as well on previous shows, if you'll remember, Tim. Right. And you can see that beginning on page 12. And if you want to read that for the folks who can't see it. I've got to find page 12. Uh, let me scroll down here. <laughs> kind yeah. of sort of towards the bottom. Yeah. Okay, I'm in 12. Now what am I doing? Assessing the problem and purpose or before that? Okay, it's going to, it will, when you see Samaritan's Purse. Is it 12 on it the documents itself or 12 on the PDF? Make sure we're on 12 the 12 on the PDF. Okay. Yeah. Got to scroll it down a little further. Sorry about that, folks. Okay. Um, okay, we're at, we're on page 12, a review of the Lausanne, Lausanne Covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right, that's it. That's where you want to go. Okay, so uh, here's what it says. The Lausanne uh, Congress on World Evangelism established the Lausanne Covenant in 1973. Uh, within a decade, most evangelical mission agencies had adopted the covenant as their statement of faith, leaving their previous statements behind. Now, that's a problem right there, if, as far as I'm concerned. It is composed of 15 mm-hmm. sections, each describing a Christmas call to spreading the gospel to all people. The covenant begins with a proclamation of who God is and that he and the Bible have ultimate authority. Now, that's a good thing. Uh, It is a Christian's responsibility to carry out evangelism, which requires the whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole world. Well, yeah, that it does do that. The covenant discusses how this should be done. In regards to this thesis, a few points are highlighted. 
the authors explain that humans are all made in the image of God and should respect all people. Agreed. Christians should share his, that is uh, God's concern for justice and reconciliation throughout human society and for the liberation of men and women from every kind of oppression. I agree. This command is part of the Christian duty. The authors also state that, quote, Christ's evangelists must humbly seek to empty themselves of all but their personal authenticity in order to become servants of others. The church and churches must seek to transform and enrich culture all for the glory of God. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's what we're commanded to do. That's part of making disciples. These two statements tie together the TGC and GC. Uh, did I miss what that is? I don't know. It's up in the document. Folks can read that. Just Yeah, you want okay. to try to get to the part about Samaritan's Purse, though. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm still reading down through here. It calls for all Christians to bring the gospel. The yep. whole world must serve and free all people, da-da-da-da. Um, I'm going down through here, and I'm looking for where Samaritan's Purse is. Is it much further down? Uh, in here? Um, since I can't look at it right this second, I know it's there. It, it was, like I said, it was sort it was sort of kind of near the bottom, if I remember right, because it, it specifically states Samaritan's Purse. Okay, I'm already on it's page 14, and I don't see Samaritan's okay. Purse in here, so I'm I'm wondering okay. exactly what it's okay. what it's saying here. Well, hang on. Let me let me look real quick and okay. see what I can find. And if you want to, uh, while I'm looking for that, if you want to show folks the uh, link that's there from the Luzan.org where it says using uh, Jesus globally, because okay. that is what they are doing with this supposed statement that has so many lovely things in it. That's where part of the agenda is coming in. Okay. Two Great Commandments is the TGC. Yeah, yeah I saw that in that's there. That's what I, that is. Yeah, the TGC. And GC is the Great Commission. Great Commission, so that's yep. that is. Okay. All right. Yeah, but if you'll show those people, because I remember the first time we showed this on the on the um, interview, you were just blown away by the fact that they were using Jesus' name to carry out the UN mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm not surprised by that because one of their—, one of their uh, uh, slogans is the Old Testament prophecies of taking uh, their weapons and turning them into plowshares, their spears and swords into plowshares. And so they, they come across as though they have this godly intent, uh, which is often what, and, and listen, folks, this is sort of what I was getting at yesterday. There is the devil's, see, some people, they have this dispensational mindset where they think the devil's going to come as this wicked, evil-looking, I don't know, George Soros, David Rockefeller-looking guy. Uh, he's going to be this wicked-looking, creepy dude and stuff. And that's not the way the Bible says that he comes to men anyway. He comes as an angel of light. In fact, his ministers come as angels of light. And so Paul warns us about that. And they they do come in the language of Christianity they are wolves in sheep's clothing, as, as Christ said. He says, you need to be on guard against those who will come in my name. Um, there, will, there will be many who come in my name. Well, how do you know the difference? Well, you know the difference by going to the standard, which is the Bible. The standard isn't me, for sure. It isn't Bradley Dean. It isn't Lynn Taylor. The standard is the Word of God. And so if we're to be discerning, real discernment, comes through knowing what God has said in his word and then applying that to the particular situation. Lynn, we got a caller on the line. 
And uh, let's take him sure. while, you're, while you're trying to find out. And if you find that, let me know, and I'll get to that page, and we'll show it in just a moment. Uh, caller, are you there? Sure. More or less. <laughs> it's time of morning, but <laughs> I'm calling from the West. But in any case, uh, yeah, there's a statement in the book of Revelations where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Liberty. And... Uh, I think that uh, whatever else, uh, by their fruits, you shall know them. Mm. I think Mr. Putin is quoting saying, uh, referring to Christ as the first revolutionary. But then we look at the murder and the mayhem and the robbery and the confiscation of private property. I I don't think that socialism is uh, uh, really the right answer because... Uh, our children are brainwashed that, uh, that, you know, that the government-managed economy is more efficient. It just doesn't uh, pan out. But you made a statement earlier concerning, uh, uh, shifting gears here, concerning this debate. Now, tr- uh, President Trump is going in there uh, on the short end of the stick and... Uh, Wait, wait a minute. What, what are you talking about with a debate? Because uh, we're not on presidential debates. But, uh, well, I just wanted to say that I would never, if I, <coughs> if I were he, excuse me, I would never agree to go in on a short end of the stick. He is the president. Uh, okay, all right. We're, we're off. We're off topic here. Biden anytime. Yeah, Biden I, I understand that. We're, listen, we're off topic. We're not talking about debates today. We're on the UN and the Samaritans oh. first. Do you got? Do you got something you want to talk about that? Well, uh, <laughs> okay. I think you'll find that uh, America first, we have become dependent upon uh, foreign production. Okay. And, All right. Uh, We're off topic uh, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to let you go. You're you're way off topic. We're not even talking about that. I appreciate your call though. I really do, and I thank you for listening. But we're not talking about that stuff today. Uh, we're talking about the UN and. Uh, Samaritan's person. Let's keep that to the topic that we're talking about. We're not talking about Trump. We're not talking about um, debates and foreign stuff. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this. So if you want to call in, uh, we appreciate hearing from you. Don't get me wrong, but I can't waste the time with that because we got too much stuff that we're covering. Lynn, did you find out what page that we're going to go on on that text by chance? I did. It is page 19 of the PDF, and it is uh, the title says Chapter 4, Presentation of the Mission Statement. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and there you see Samaritan's Purse. Okay. So there we go. I had the wrong page number. That's okay. No, that's okay. I want to make sure that the people get the proper information. So do you want me to read this section here? Sure. Okay, so this is for the radio audience. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is a Christian international organization, one of the two largest FBOs. Want to tell me what faith-based the faith-based organizations faith-based organizations <laughs> in Liberia situated on the south end of Monrovia it is located on the same campus as FBO's serving in mission and eternal love winning Africa the organization has been an influential component of the fight against Ebola over the past year and a half the Ebola outbreak is the most devastating event to happen to Liberia since the end of the civil war in 2003 an article written by Bradley Dennis states that, quote, the Ebola outbreak has made it clear how much governments, especially those of poorer countries, rely on nonprofit groups to deliver medical care and supplies and sound an early alert 
on emerging health crises. And this reminds me of what Franklin Graham was talking about. I mean, he just encouraged that whole pan, the pandemic, scamdemic, you know, kind of uh, air about things when he was talking about the catalog. Um, mm-hmm. He goes on and he says, uh, this has brought attention to Samaritan's Purse. As of October 2015, there have been a total of 4,807 deaths, the highest of all affected countries. Its programs and funding into stopping the spread of Ebola is one of the top focuses today. However, Samaritan's Purse has several other programs that will be discussed in this chapter. Now, should I continue on with what's in here? No, because it goes several, several pages, but it just continues to talk about the funding for um, Samaritan's Purse, how they've changed their original mission statement from back in the 70s to be more global. So it's just got all kinds of information. Now, let me point out one thing. I'm not picking on Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham, or Liberty University, but Liberty University is not lily white and driven pure in this particular um, topic as far as it goes with Common Core Education because I have done articles on them before and I have that in the resources for everyone so that you can see just because it has Christian stamped on it doesn't mean it is escaping the um, excuse my French bastardization of education because this is a university that is teaching people how to be teachers and what are they doing teaching the common core the globalism because that's what's the flavor of the month right now well, so, we should, yeah, yeah we got should, all that in the resources as well for folks. Right. And we and we'll have this up so people can peruse this themselves in the archives at Sons mm-hmm. of Liberty Media dot com later on today. And you're right. Um, I think Liberty University, at least from what I understand from their law center, is fairly good. It's it's really good. It, the rest of the school has kind of gone. And I've talked with even some guys who were there uh, previously and mm-hmm. I think who are still there now that they see that going that way. And that shouldn't surprise us with somebody like Jerry Falwell Jr. He's not his daddy. I mean, this guy seems to be okay with his wife, with another man and him watching and all the, it's just disgusting. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise anybody that that's what's happening there at the school. And Mm -hmm. then that lead that opens up to all these other things as well. So it, it is problematic. So, um, Lynn, we've got this, we've got them tied into this, um, this uh, covenant that we talked about here. And again, on the surface, it sounds good following Jesus globally. I Mm -hmm. mean, Jesus says, go out into the ends Mm -hmm. of the earth, right? He says, disciple the nations. So this sounds like it has the sound and the flavor of the great commission. But the problem is they're partnering with the devil when they partner with the UN. If you ask me, uh, I think that I, Mm -hmm. that place is filled with nothing but socialist, communist, Islamist, everybody that is anti-freedom, everybody that is uh, totalitarian in their ideology, which is the exact opposite of Christianity. Mm-hmm. despite what people say, right. well, it's you, the exact opposite. Right. Well, before we get to uh, the other big smoking gun, let's show those images that I had for you, and we'll go through those real quick. So that first one is from 2015, and as you can see, it has the news head of uh, UN News, and it's the picture, and it's not until the caption that you see there's Samaritan's Purse on the UN website. And what are they doing? They're putting in some pipes for water. Not a bad thing, okay? But again, this is under those sustainable development goals. 
Then the next in, um, image is from 2013. This is from Australia in Samaritan's Purse, arm down that way. And they are really big on real-world learning, and education will open doors. And those don't sound so bad, but when you look at the fact that Australia is one of the leading nations for the Sustainable Development Goals for the UN, you have to question, what do they really mean by real-world learning, especially when it comes to culture, because that is on the website. So, you know, these are the things that are right in front of us, but are we really seeing them? Okay, and then that last image, um, these are some of the dates that we've talked about, uh, and they're calling them dates for change. But if you look at some of the other interviews we've done on these particular UN days, it it is those, they are those UN days. So, you know, we're calling them something else, but this is what it is. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's kind of uh, this mixture that if if Samaritan's Purse were just doing all these things on their own and not partnering with the UN, it wouldn't even be an issue, would it? No. But because they're doing it, they're giving validity to the sustainable development goals and all of these things that the UN wants to bring in. I think that's really what you're getting right. at. If they were doing this on their own right. and not a part of that organization uh, in some way or another – this wouldn't even be an issue because you wouldn't be mingling those two things. And I think we lost Lynn there. She's going to have to call us back. I, I guess she dropped the, the call dropped. Um, let me send her a quick message here to let her know uh, that we. I guess she. I guess she found it or whatever. Um, for some reason, we we lost her. Um, yep, and she found the. The other thing, she sent me a message. Sorry about that, folks. It's live radio, so um, we're uh, we're waiting on her to call. Oh, she's calling in on this. Let me open this up real quick. Make sure I can answer the phone. Sometimes you're just sitting here waiting, and this is live radio, and I apologize. Um, hang on just a second. Lynn, call me back on that on the number again. Um, so <laughs> let me see if I can get her and I apologize. It's just sometimes these things happen. Let me see if I can call her and we can reach her. But the line is gone dead. Now I can't even get in. Um, for whatever reason. Okay. That's not calling either. <laughs> Uh, I apologize, folks. Again, live radio, and um, I'm trying to give Lynn a call. She's trying to call in on this, and she's please trying- leave your message for for whatever reason. We're having a problem today, so uh, uh, hang on, bear with me just a second. All right, here she's back. All right, I think. Hey, Lynn. Lynn, are you there? Hello? Uh, okay, I can hear you. You cut off there. I was trying to call you back, and um, unfortunately, yeah, I'd, shut, okay. I'd shut Google I don't off. know what, but let's just move on. We okay. were talking about the images, and right. you were saying that it wasn't the fact that they were doing what they were doing. It was the fact they were uh, with the evil one to yeah. do all this, if I remember right. 
Yeah, your phone's kind of breaking up just a little bit, but hopefully it'll be okay as we go oh. through this. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. Folks, well, Lynn's, we'll got, a, Lynn's got a new computer going, so pretty soon we're just going to be connecting by Zoom, and that should hopefully that's going to sort out a bunch of the problems that we have uh, sometimes with that. All right, so go ahead. We, we got through these days here, which we talked about last week, the days that um, the UN had set up, and then... Last week, we also talked about the, the fact that we're still in this month that the U.N. is claiming for its own October, which I'm not surprised by either that they would choose October out of all the months to do this. Um, but, yeah, there is a problem when you're partnering with others, and we lost Lynn again. So I don't know what's happening there. Maybe she's going to call in. At least this time, I've got Google open. Um, again, sorry about that, folks. Ah, just leaving the phone open, and I don't know if she's um, if she's having some cell phone service or what. I don't look. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on. I think this is just a technical issue because we've had some of this sometimes uh, with Lynn when she calls. I think maybe where she's at, the cell reception is a little off, and when she calls in on her landline, it's got this buzz on it. So if you'll hang with us, we're going to continue on showing you uh, the information that she's pulled up. But if you recall, um, it was last week we were covering the idea that the U.N. had designated October as their month. And so that, that becomes sort of a problem in, of itself, in and of itself. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Maybe we'll be good with this. Okay, Lenny there? Hello? Okay. All right. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> hopefully, that, hopefully this stays connected. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We, I yeah. need to apologize. Yeah, this you're, you're so not how this was supposed to. Yeah, yours is cutting out again. I don't know what I don't know what's oh. going. On. Are you on your cell? Yeah, I am. Why don't you call? Look, why don't I'm you like, call in on the landline? That way we can just cut through yeah. that and we'll deal with a little okay, bit dear. of buzz and a little bit of noise okay. there. Okay. Okay. okay thanks. thanks. All right. Okay. So while we're waiting on Lynn again. Uh, this month has been designated as UN's month. They've claimed it for themselves. And we talk, if you missed the show last week, I'll have um, that put in the archives today. So you'll be able to see that. Okay, we're going to give it another shot. Lenny, there. Man, I swear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so much for trying to be professional this morning. Oh, well. Well, I, there so are I do things that happen. apologize to the audience. Yeah, so. there are things that happen, and so we'll just get on past it, and let's get to uh, let's yep. get to what else we were talking about, because I was just telling people sure. what we talked about last week, and that was UN yeah. declaring October uh, their month and all of the days they had set up for that. So with that said, I'm going to kick it back over to you. Okay, well, we have laid the foundation for what we're seeing as far as tying the Samaritan's Purse to the Sustainable Development Goals. And one of my dear friends, when she saw the post about today's show, she goes, oh, I have a document for you. So this next document that you can show, Tim, is the one from the Clinton Foundation, where they partnered with not only Procter & Gamble, but Samaritan's Purse to carry out the Sustainable Development Goal for water and sanitation, as well as partnerships and those are i think sustainable development number 16 and 17 and of course sustainability is in there so that would be like 11 which is sustainable cities and communities so there's that clinton um foundation document if you want to show that 
Okay, I've got that page up, and this is talking about the safe drinking water. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's you, in the 2020 gift catalog as well, too. Yep. Yep, and this is tied with Procter & Gamble. So we, we if anybody remembers Procter yeah. & Gamble, remember that symbol from how many years ago uh, that caused all the stir that Procter & Gamble with the, I think it was the moon and the stars kind of deal uh, that they had on their packaging. So Procter & Gamble is in on this. The Clinton Foundation, I mean, can you get more corrupt than that? Um, this is, you know, to, to be tied with these is almost like being, you know, doing something with the mob, if you will. Yeah, and let me point out that I think it's in the resources, yes, that I have an article about Procter & Gamble and their participation in the skill-based education. Well, if Procter & Gamble, well, there's no if. Since Procter & Gamble is a partner with Samaritan's Purse, and they're already supporting the skill-based education or learning, then that makes that 2020 gift uh, for skill-based education even more worrisome. Yeah, I'm showing people the um, the article that you got, the indoctrination show. This was earlier this year that you had this mm-hmm. up uh, dealing with um, uh, Procter and Gamble's involvement uh, in the issue of education and such as well. So we'll have mm-hmm. this linked yeah. up in the archives as well, folks, so you can check this out. Right. And then I have uh, linked for everybody everything I have on the Clinton Foundation, then, of course, the Luzanne Covenant, the Noahide Laws in Education. We have those because you and I did, I think it was, what, at least two shows on that. Yep. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if we have time, if you want to show folks the Decision Magazine link. That is from 2019, where Franklin Graham was praising President Trump at the United Nations. So you might want to show folks that particular article. All right. Yeah, and, and this has been this has been part of the issue that, that we've had with, you know, Franklin Graham is that, you know, he's supposed to be this, a spiritual leader, spiritual advisor there. And it's all this praise, and um, and yet we have within Donald Trump, we have all of this stuff that is that there needs to be repentance of. That's that's out in the open. It's not like this is something happening in a back room. And uh, there have been people who have said that that President Trump is just he's just a baby Christian. I pay, I played you what his gospel is yesterday. No need for repentance. No need for asking for forgiveness. No need for the work of Christ. None of that is needed by Donald Trump. He just goes on and tries to be a better person. Um, th- that's not what Scripture says. And so right. well, I, you've got that kind I of found thing. The particular, yeah, I found that particular article to have an interesting headline, given the fact of what you're looking at uh, Mr. Graham's organization yep. is uh, propping up. And it's, you know, he's praying against the forces of darkness, but he's working hand-in-hand hand with the forces of darkness. Yep. No, I agree. That's exact. Excuse me. Not no, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to keep in mind what my friend told me. Um, I agree. That's exactly what's going on. And that's why it's, it, be, it can become very confusing. This is why, you know, not only our, our doctrine, but our practice should be distinct so that people can see the difference. For instance, this is what we were saying. If Christians go into an area and they help people, you know, get clean water and sanitation and they help to feed them, and they take help help them medically, and all of these other kinds of things. If that's what they're doing, that's one thing. They can go in the name of Jesus. They can disciple the nations that way. But when they're tied to or an organization that, at their foundations, they are antichrist in every way, shape, and form. 
then it distorts the message of the gospel that's coming forth. They are taking they are taking the light and they're mingling it with darkness. And what does the Bible says? It, it, it talks about not being unequally yoked. Well, folks, that isn't just about marriage. That's about in everything that we do. What does what does um, what does Christ have to do with Belial? Is what Paul says. What do you have to do uh, joining yourself with a prostitute? What, all of these kinds of things, and it's called a spiritual adultery in the Old Testament, uh, that Israel was engaged in with foreign gods. So Israel bore the law of God. They bore the covenant of God, or they were under the covenant of God, and yet they were going after foreign gods. And they were saying, you, you remember, right as they came out of Egypt, they had saw the miracles of God in, dis, in de- destroying Egypt and the armies of Egypt. They saw the deliverance of God. God met their needs physically, prov- provided for their clothes, their shoes, cared for them and protected them, uh, a pillar of fire and a pillar uh, and a cloud that would lead them. He had provided manna. He had provided quail for them. He had done all of this stuff, and they turned around, and what did they do? They took all their gold, and they made a calf and said, this is the God who brought us out of Egypt. I mean, how much more foolish can you be? Now, I'm not saying Franklin Graham and them are doing it to that extent, but there is this mingling with unbelievers to, quote-unquote, accomplish a gospel commission. That's not what God said that we should be about. Right, absolutely. Now, there is one resource I did forget to put in the email. I just sent it to you over message. If you could go ahead and open that up for folks so they can see. Um, this is from the United Nations Career uh, Network, and there they have uh, Samaritan's Purse. Okay, all right, I've got that up. Okay, so if you would read that for folks so they can see. There's the drastic, there's the drastic awful logo and... Okay, now these are these are jobs that are being offered, is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're looking for an emergency response monitoring and evaluation manager for Samaritan's Purse. This is coming through the UN Career uh, website, uncareer.net. They're looking for a program development officer. They are looking for a medical response program manager. All of these are for Samaritan's Purse. Uh, and then it says mm-hmm. down here, it says, UN Jobs, How to Build a Career in the United Nations. <laughs> Getting a yep. job in the UN is a dream for many people, as a UN job is an amazing chance to grow professionally and personally while getting priceless experience. Working for the UN, hello, what in the world? I don't want to do that. Um, working for the UN, one should expect working in a team of international experts, competitive salaries, and great career opportunities. So let's have a more detailed look at job types by the UN and clarify how to become a partner of this powerful organization. But the main question is how to get a job at the UN without spending 10 years to achieve the dream. And uh, they're obviously, this looks like the monster.com of the UN is what it looks like. Yeah, and notice when it says it doesn't take you 10 years, that's that fast-track education uh-huh, that everyone yep. is uh, the workforce using education. for uh, credentialing. Yep, this is the workforce education that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. This absolutely is. And Ivanka Trump uh, just yesterday came out with uh, the fact that we have to reskill adults. And, you know, you and I have talked about that for eons. But if you go on to the UN News web- website, Tim, you're going to find at least three other articles where Samaritan's Purse is mentioned. Uh, you're also going to find that uh, Samaritan's Purse is an active World Health Organization partner. And you can find that at uh, 
INT, then look for health care clusters. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is also on the UN High Commission for Refugees. They are an active partner in that as well. Um, they are also part of the Women and Health Alliance International uh, as part of the UN's High Commission for Refugees as well. So it's not just one organization that we're seeing them partner with as far as um, a world agenda. It, it's more than one. It's like two or three. Uh, and, again, it's not just Samaritan's Purse. You can go on any of these particular resources, and you can find uh, other organizations that you never would have thought. But then you're going to also see that the USAID, which is under the State Department, is in full knowledge of all this and backs it up. And on our show here every Wednesday, and I don't remember exactly which one it was, but there have been several where we have brought up the fact about the State Department being in bed with the United Nations as well. So this really should not come as a shock to a lot of people, but the fact that it's using uh, a real gospel and a real mission from the gospel and then turning it into this uh, watered-down global version, especially through Samaritan's Purse should be very alarming to folks. I would think so, too. Uh, Sadly, from some of the things that I've seen from people, uh, especially this election season, uh, some people are just so deceived thinking the the salvation and the answer for America itself is somehow political and it comes through a man, but it doesn't. I'm not saying God doesn't use men. He does. He most definitely does. But the, 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 that transformation of a social gospel has permeated our society tremendously. Now, we've got a lot of people in our chat room who understand the difference, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all you guys who join in here and see the difference there. I don't want us to back away from good works. We shouldn't be scared of doing good works. We should do those things. We're commanded to do those things. In fact, Ephesians 2 tells us that we've been saved for good works. Ephesians 2.10, uh, that that is our purpose, and those, those good works are to glorify our Father in heaven and so that others see that and they do the same. So we don't want to diminish people. I don't, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I keep stressing this. We don't want to diminish the idea that we're against good works, that we're against helping People in other countries or people in our own country, we should do, be doing that first. But um, but the but the fact of the matter is, is you don't join the light with darkness in order to do that. And I think that's really where you're saying the alarm should awaken people, mm-hmm. that you've got people who are claiming to be of the light who are joining with people who are clearly in the darkness to accomplish whatever, taking Jesus globally, doing all this other stuff. Right. Well, I will tell you this, that Operation Christmas Child, I looked on their website, I looked on Samaritan's Purse and doing all this research, and they do target not only our churches, but all our Christian private schools, all the Christian public schools, and homeschoolers. And so this should be one of those evidences that we have, Tim, that clearly shows that it is not just for public education, this indoctrination. And this is one thing I wish more independent media people would pick up on instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, get your kid out of the public school because that's where all the indoctrination is. No, it's in our communities. It's in our churches. And this this show should show that very well, that this is reaching way beyond education to bring in indoctrination. Well, and that's what they call education. (laughs) 
That's what they're calling education is really indoctrination. You and I have talked about that many times. Again, this is why we encourage on the Sons of Liberty, Deuteronomy 6. Parents, it's your responsibility. Now, tomorrow, uh, just to give you a kind of push towards the show tomorrow morning, uh, I pre-recorded a show with constitutional attorney um, Catherine Henry. Uh, from up in Michigan, and she was talking about how Michigan had a state constitution that afforded for education, and she was saying, this is where I, I picked up that the um, uh, the governor was acting outside of her authority. And we talked a little bit about it. She's a homeschooling mom, too, but we picked up a little mm-hmm. bit on that issue. This is why we encourage parents to do that, because the creator said that, that, that we're the ones who are supposed to be doing that. We're to do it when, when we lie down, when we rise up, when we're walking in the way, we put it on the doors of our house. Um, this is the thing to drive them to Christ because it's the commands of God. It's the law. The law drives uh, us to Christ. So um, this was something that we that I spoke with Miss Henry about. We'll be playing that show tomorrow to be pre-recorded, but it was a great interview. I just want to kind of hit that off there. That that's that that's what that's what you and I really push towards is for for parents to take that lead. You want your children to grow up grow up properly to be taught properly. You can do it. I don't want to say you can't do yeah. it. If you feel like you can't do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. So don't feel like yeah. you can't do it. You can do it. You really can. Yeah, you can. And here's one of the things I want to point out because I know a lot of people are still going to go and do Samaritan's Purse for Christmas and a lot of people are going to go and participate in Operation Christmas Child. But just know what you're walking into. Know what it embraces and you can use that as a teachable moment. I'm not saying, you know, by all means go. That's going to have to be between you and God and your family as far as that decision. But, you know, now that we know then let's, you know, not only share it with other people, but let's inform our children so that we can be in the world and not of the world. And before we go, uh, in the resources, PBS from 2005, you'll find a frontline interview with uh, Mr. Graham. He's calling for unity between all the alternative lifestyles that we're seeing and the United Nations for healing of these people. Then you'll find uh, in the resources as well the Luzanne uh, Holistic Mission from 2004 that okay. shows the roles of non-government organizations like uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse for globalism. And then there's the link for how you can find um, that the World Health Organization is also a partner for Samaritan's Purse. All right. got about uh, 10 seconds, Lynn. Tell people where they can find out sure. more about you. Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Common Cordiva, U.S. Parent Call to Action. You can find me on Parlor, Twitter, MeWe, USA.life, localactivist.org. You can find me on BNJTV, on Amazon Fire Stick, or Roku Stick. Oh, that was really fast. You jumped a lot of hurdles at <laughs> in a quick t- amount of time. We appreciate you, Lynn, as always. And, guys, we appreciate you who've tuned in on Red State Talk Radio on the video platforms. 23 hours again, constitutional attorney. Catherine Henry will be with us. See ya.